Now I don't want to oversell it, but this will change your life. My people, welcome, Stulinium Radio, Jonathan Stewart. We are approaching the end of 2008, and the stock market has really been on a roll. And by a roll, I mean a free fall. So today's topic is the Dow Jones Industrial Average. I'll tell you what it is, who it is, and then we'll talk about how this year compares to other market crashes so far. Sounds like a happy sort of feel-good show. So here we go. It's time to put the down in Dow. The Dow Jones Industrial Average. It's on the news every night. The Dow was up 50 points today. The Dow was off 175 points today. Or more recently, the Dow was off 777 points. Ay, ay, ay. So what are they really talking about? What is the Dow Jones Industrial Average? Well, it's a stock index which tracks 30 of the largest and most actively traded stocks in the United States. You know almost all of these companies by name. Here they are. 3M, Alcoa, American Express, AT&T, Bank of America, Boeing, Caterpillar, Chevron, Citigroup, Coca-Cola, DuPont, Exxon Mobil, General Electric, General Motors, Hewlett Packard, Home Depot, Intel, IBM, Johnson & Johnson, JP Morgan, Kraft Foods, McDonald's, Merck, Microsoft, Pfizer, Procter & Gamble, United Technologies Corporation, Verizon, Walmart, and Walt Disney. Whew. Big names, big companies. But what is an index? An index is sort of like an imaginary portfolio. It's intended to provide an overall or average tendency for price of that group of stocks for a specific period of time. So the easiest way to think of the Dow Jones Industrial Average is as a portfolio composed of these 30 stocks. Now the original Dow Jones Industrial Average was just 12 stocks, and they calculated it by adding up the prices of those 12 stocks and dividing them by 12. Over the years, more companies were added to the index, and from time to time, a company is removed from the average and replaced by another. In fact, General Electric is the only current component that was one of the original 12. Now, if they made changes to the index and didn't alter the way it was calculated, then you might see a big jump in the index at the time of the change. That sort of jump wouldn't be reflective of any market activity, and that would defeat the purpose of having an index. So in order to keep the index smooth, they adjust the way it's calculated each time a company is added or deleted. So over the years, the way the index is calculated has changed slightly, but it still tracks the general price movements of the 30 stocks in the index. These adjustments are why the Dow is quoted in points and not dollars. I could give you more detail on how the index is calculated, but I'd risk putting someone into a boredom coma, so I'm going to leave that one alone. It's not safe. So let's try to put the current market downturn in perspective. 
As I record this, the Dow is down nearly 35% for the year. That's a lot of down. But how does that compare to other market crashes? Okay, that's probably enough with the crash noise. I'm going to compare the current downturn to two other famous crashes. The crash of 1929 and the crash of 1987. Okay, that's all, really. Let's talk about crashes, but let's make it more fun and interesting. How about a multiple choice pop quiz? Yeah! Always fun! Alright, question one. On September 29th, 2008, the Dow recorded its greatest single-day point loss ever when it fell 777.68 points. This was almost a 7% decline. Now here's the question. On a percentage basis, where does this decline rank among the all-time greatest single-day losses? Here are your choices. Does it rank 1st, 2nd, 5th, or 20th? Where does this decline rank among the all-time greatest single-day losses? 1st, 2nd, 5th, or 20th? Lock in your answer now. If you said 20th, you are absolutely correct. The almost 7% decline of September 29th, 2008 is only the 20th worst single-day percentage decline the Dow has ever experienced. It might have seemed worse because it was the number one greatest daily point loss, but on a percentage basis, it now ranks only 20th. Okay, here's another one. On October 13th, 2008, the Dow recorded its greatest single-day point gain ever. The Dow was up 936.42 points. That was an 11% increase in one day. On a percentage basis, where does this 11% increase rank among the all-time greatest one-day gains? Here are your choices. Did this rank first? Second, fifth, or eleventh? Where does this 11% increase rank among the all-time greatest single-day percentage gains? First, second, fifth, or eleventh? Lock in your answer now. If you said fifth, then you're right. This 11% increase was the fifth largest percentage increase we had ever witnessed in one day. The largest was back in 1933 when the Dow rose 15.34% in one day. Not a bad day. Well, except for the part of living in 1933. No internet, no cell phones, no ESPN. Tough times. Next question. This one is about the crash of 1929. In September 1929, the Dow peaked at 381 points. By July of 1932, the Dow bottomed out. From peak to bottom, what was the percentage decline in the crash of 1929? Here are your choices. Was it a 27% decline? 39%, 52%, or 89% decline? 
from top to bottom, what was the percentage decline in the market from 1929 to 1932? Your choices again, 27%, 39%, 52%, or 89%. your answer now. Did you say 27%? Oh, come on. The Dow is down more than that this year. We're talking about the Great Depression here. Not the impressive depression or the moderately bothersome depression. This was the Great Depression. Did you say 52%? Huh? You like 52%? Nope. The correct answer is 89%. 89%. That's a big enchilada there. Today, the Dow would have to drop to 1,558 to achieve the same percentage decline. Dow 1,558. Doesn't sound like a fun place to be, even with ESPN. Next question. Following the crash of 1929, how long did it take for the Dow to return to its previous peak? Here are your choices. Did it take 5 months, 3 years, 12 years, or 25 years? Here it is again. Following the crash of 1929, how long did it take for the Dow Jones Industrial Average to get back to its previous high? 5 months, 3 years, 12 years, or 25 years? Lock in. Okay, you know what to do. Ready? Here it is. Did you say 12 years? You may want to sit down. Following the 1929 crash, the Dow bottomed out in 1932, and it was 25 years before it returned to its 1929 high. So it was 1954 when the Dow finally returned to the highs it had attained in 1929. That's a lot of years. 25 years ago, I had hair. A lot of hair. A lot can happen in 25 years. One more. On October 19th of 1987, a day known in the finance world as Black Friday, the Dow fell 22.61% in a single day. That's a lot of falling. So my last question is, Following the crash of 1987, how long did it take the Dow to return to its previous peak? Your choices are 8 months, 2 years, 8 years, or 12 years. What do you think? The crash of 87. How long did it take the Dow to bounce back to its previous high? 8 months, 2 years, 8 years, or 12 years? Answer now. If you said two years, then I'd say winner, winner, chicken dinner. So let me tell you some things I don't like about the way we often use the Dow Jones Industrial Average. First, the companies in the Dow are all huge. Huge! I'm talking 
Brock Lesnar huge. My problem with this is that the largest companies in the economy may not always behave similarly to the rest of the companies in our market. Microsoft, General Electric, and AT&T all have different strengths, challenges, and often performance than the average company in the U.S., which is much, much smaller than any of the Dow 30. So what do I do about this? I like to look at other indices. I like the S&P 500, which contains 500 different firms and provides a more representative perspective of the performance of the broad market. I'm going to do more on the S&P 500 next time, so I'll leave it at that for now. Another thing I don't like about the way the Dow is often reported is the fact that they always focus on how many points the Dow moved that day. A more meaningful statistic is the percentage change for the day. Reporting the daily point change is somewhat incomplete. Today, the Dow Jones Industrial Average was up 100 points. Hmm. Is that good? Well, if it went from 10,000 to 10,100, that's a 1% increase. Better than a poke in the eye, but I'm not going to retire this evening. Now, if it went from 5,000 to 5,100, that's a 2% increase. And if it goes from 1,000 to 1,100, that's a 10% increase. So, simply reporting the point change is pretty limited. I like to look at the percentage increase. That tells me how much the Dow moved relative to where it started the day. There are other indices in the U.S. as well. The NASDAQ 100 tracks the 100 largest companies on the NASDAQ exchange. The Russell 2000 tracks small U.S. stocks. The Wilshire 5000 tracks all publicly traded shares in the United States market. And other countries have their own indexes. London has the Financial Times 100, known as the FTSE. The major German index is the DAX. I like one of the indexes from India, the Nifty. Maybe my favorite index outside the U.S. is in Australia. It's their equivalent of the S&P 500, and it's called the All Ordinaries Index. I like that. It's not too flashy. All Ordinaries. Nothing to see here, folks. Just move along. Hey, I really appreciate you tuning in to Stulinium Radio. I hope that you'll subscribe to my podcast on the iTunes Music Store and tell your friends about Stulinium Radio. If you have any questions, requests, or suggestions for future episodes, you can email them to me, stulinium at gmail.com. Don't forget to check out my website, stulinium.com. Until next time, Jonathan Stewart, Stulinium Radio. And it's called the All... I'm going to do more on the S&P 500 next time. So I'll leave it at that for now. Yeah.